Hi, I'm Joe Lynch, director of such cinematic classics as Wrong Turn 2, Knights of Badastum, Everly, and of course the new film, Mayhem. And when I'm not masturbating to Sasquatch porn, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Ooh, it feels so good. of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that has without a doubt stared directly into an eclipse on multiple occasions <laughs> my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we kick off a month of tiny terrors and we begin by making a wish and blowing out the candles with 1981's bloody birthday and whether or not you close your eyes when making said wish, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your peephole. <laughs> and if you are out peeping on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And if you peep a little further on that book of face, you'll find an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and little shit shenanigans. <laughs> and as this episode is releasing on Friday, December 3rd, all you have to do is head to screenland.com where they have your shenanigans taken care of indoors and virtually. And hopefully we don't want you to be little shitheads. Right. No. While you're but, out and about. You know, hey. So, tis the season. Well, tis the season indeed, because on that Friday, our latest Friday Night Fright genius, um, I believe as you have so eloquently stated, mm -hmm. there will be more than uh, the stockings that will be hung by the chimney of care. We're going to be hanging some, some <laughs> Christmas dong. And a lot. A lot of dong. A lot of dong. A, lo a, lo a lot of holly jolly dong. And what a great way to kick off December then right. with said Holly with, with Jolly Christmas Dong. Christmas Dong. So come on out for Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. Mm -hmm. And we we actually had that, I think the last time I officially watched it was when we had it with Christmas with the Nerds. And Jingle berries. <laughs> oh, good Lord. What do we got? We got Shadow Stevens in the center square right. here playing off. Off mic. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it, you definitely want to. It's a great movie. I mean, it's, like, we say hang dong, you know, because, again, we celebrate hanging dong. In the as we do. Thunder gun. And so, like, it, but it's rare to see, like, a, a happy Merry Christmas movie where a lot of, there's a lot of male nudity. But the funny thing is, it's not, like, it's gratuitous. No. But it's not sexual. It's just a bunch of, like, old man dong. And the best <laughs> part is. Old man's penis. And it's technically a kid's movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it is. whether or not you want to call it gateway horror, whether or not you want to bring your kid to it, it is technically... Uh, it's a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas and movie. it's a great Christmas movie. So that is kicking off the month of December. And then the following Friday, Ooh. no Friday Night Fright. But something better. Again, speaking of Christmas with the nerds. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Part I, two. I was going to say it's... Multiple times throughout the year is the most wonderful time, but let's face it: in December, we love holiday horror. Mm -hmm. 
But you know who also loves the holidays? Hmm. Other genres. Yeah. And they embrace the holidays. So Christmas with the Nerds is when we do put together three mystery holiday films. And if this is your first time hearing about Christmas with the Nerds, it's not Die Hard and it's not Gremlins. And no. no we've, if, we've done We dig a lot deeper. We've done well, Dark I mean, Angel. Rare Exports. Right. Again, we've done, uh, well, so, of course, Silent Night, Deadly Night. So, well, yeah. In fact, our very first one, I think, was um, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Mm-hmm. Better Off Dead and Silent Night, Deadly Night, which <laughs> thankfully we didn't kick things off with, which I wanted to for some reason. Right. I thought we'd kick off with a bang, but we freaky Friday that that for like that brief second. We've learned as we've gone through here and we've actually got three films put together here on December 10th. Mm-hmm. This shall we give that's a great lineup. Shall we give the genres at least? Yes. I don't think that'll be cheating, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. And you don't know, do you? Okay, even better. Okay. So what? So what? How would you quali- classify the first one? Action comedy. A- okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. The second one is straight up horror. Horror comedy. comedy. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And then our last one. That's drama. That's action drama. Action drama. Saying specifically the. Do you think that would be giving too much away if we said it is a blank film? Hey, well. Uh, it's Christmas. Yeah, you know, uh, you it's, might conquer something. It's just Christmas. Let's just say, you know, uh, we'll have a robot cut or something. Maybe, maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, let's just say, let's go ahead, go to Screenland.com. Tickets are already available for that. We are in Theater 2, so they might sell out quickly. This is one that usually does sell out pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, we're going to have a blast. Then the following Friday, Friday Night Frights will be back. All right, um, but don't forget. Also, before we go too far, oh. on Sunday night, that's right. On Sunday is the uh, Merry Xmas horror themed Christmas craft fair, and that's going to be at the Cable Building, which is actually right like two blocks away from Chicken and Pickle, which is right there by the Screenland. Yeah, all within. Yeah, there's going to be like 27 vendors. We got Krampus coming in. It's free to come in. All the vendors are local. They're going to be selling spooky shit. It's going to be rad. Come take pictures with Krampus. It's going to be a ball. So if you have a horror fan in your life, that this is the best time to go ahead and get up yeah. there and get some gifts for him. Um, now. And that's December 5th, the yes. cable building. And you can go to Facebook, I believe, mm-hmm. get all the information there. Well, then the uh, Friday Night Fright following there is one that I was thankfully introduced by Someone sitting off mic that we'll get to in a second, and I'm forever grateful for it because it was a great experience watching that for the first time, and it is a thrill to now be able to introduce people to it as well. And happy birthday, Christmas! It's a Pavlovian thing at this point, like, and it's wonderful because it's organic. Uh, But we're going to be watching Dial Code Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. aka Deadly Deadly Games. Games. And I think there's another AKA, but it just shows you the dangers of French internet and uh, the creepy Santa Clauses and a kid with just the most spectacular mullet. Mm -hmm. And also the film famously that is supposed to be the inspiration for Home Alone, AKA the room, the movie that Home Alone potentially ripped off. Right. So, So if that sounds interesting, make sure to come on out now. The other repertory screenings that are going on this weekend at Screenland one that's going to be a first-timer for me, and I'm super excited with this one because anytime you get to um, watch Samurais on the big screen... Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah! Yeah, I'll be watching Yojimbo for the first time, which, Rad. yes, I'm really looking forward to that. And it is in Theater One, so it'll nice. be up on the big screen. And then another film 
that does not get near enough love. And honestly, I wish we could technically do an episode because it is our show. We could do whatever we want. But one day, we I don't know if we're going to be reaching for it, but one day can we do something for Josie and the Pussycats? Oh, fuck yeah, with long tails and ears for hats? Oh <laughs> yeah. We do that for Parker Posey alone. <laughs> uh, that will also be screening. That's a film that just doesn't get enough love. Is so freaking wonderful. And then... The Krampus Naughty Cut mm-hmm. that'll be playing then, I think, the following Wednesday. I'm anxious to see how that turns out. So head on out to that. Now, of course, if you're not ready to go indoors, well, you can support a Screenland from afar or outdoors. You can go to ScreenlandOnline.com where they have a number of films that you can rent. Or you can become a member of their film family by heading to Patreon.com slash Screenland. Where amongst the many perks of the tiers, they have a variety of movie parties of which we offer our services. Uh-huh. In fact, our latest Shutter shout-out is going to be coming out on, of all days, Christmas Day, genius. <laughs> December 25th. <laughs> Merry Christmas! And to celebrate that holiday, we are going to be streaming two films that are now streaming on Shudder. <laughs> what, what day is it, sir? Why, it's Christmas Day, Mr. Scrooge! Go buy us the fattest goose and ring the bell. Dong! Dong! Are we going to get dong in our double feature? <laughs> it's been a while, but if we do, I'm going to say Jiminy Jellickers. <laughs> well, prepare yourselves for the bad, technically decent Mickey Rooney impressions because we're going with some fewer, kind of like underrated, <laughs> underseen sequels. Silent Night, Deadly Night... Part four and five. <laughs> the Toy Maker. Uh, part four also directed by Brian Usna that has special effects work by Screaming Mad George. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much looking oh. forward to that. <laughs> it's the shunting at the North Pole. <laughs> Just stop it right now. I'm even calling foul, my friend. Who's ever heard of a Charlie in the box? <laughs> and then like, I guess I am a misfit. And next thing you know, like the body parts are all wrong. There's Santa Claus. They- <laughs> Well, there's the trauma, and you brought. I'm so sorry, dude. Well, the worst part is, you know, I don't really include who the guest is in the show title, but if anyone knows the show, totally knows who's grimacing right now and is threatening to leave. And I'm blaming you right now, genius. That was uncalled for, my friend. Of all the times, of all the times. It's Christmas with Brian Usna. (laughs) So, those, of course, are streaming on Shudder. Now, if you would like access to some exclusive content that includes a customized pre-show, introduction by Genius and myself, trailer reel, and, of course, scintillating post-film discussion, (laughs) head over to Screenland, or excuse me, patreon.com slash Screenland. Uh, Now, Genius, (laughs) we're going to course correct here. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not going to count it, hey, my friend. Hey, buddy. <laughs> sorry, buddy. <laughs> we have our own little weird film family that are all about... Oh, con- there, dude, I'm sorry. there we go. Hug it out. <laughs> Hug it out. When, uh, when, we, when we use the S word, when we use the S word in this company, it is consensual, my friend, okay? And we do a lot of consensual shenanigans over at our little Patreon film family. <laughs> and... I'd like to give a uh, shout-out to a couple of our film family members who came out to our last uh, Friday Night Fright. Shout-out to Diana and Dustin. 
as they made it out for Black Friday, uh-huh. which was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. And so, oh, and actually, also, of course, film family member Bobby, yeah. who kept me constantly chuckling throughout because when the gore hit, he would giggle uproariously. He was channeling a little, channeling a little bit of you, my friend. Well, speaking of pallies, and and, and Dustin said that uh, he got he got a glowing seal of approval for Black Friday when he goes. This and Mayhem were the only ones that showed nail guns right. So you know he could probably make a killing as like a nail gun consultant, right? Like just sit there like at the tool consultant. Oh, you're doing that wrong. You know, like ah, oh, how, how does if I'm supposed to be a real construction guy, how am I supposed to saw this wood like this? No, he but he would get into it and like he would like turn into like Arlie Ermy. God damn it, you're holding the saw wrong. You know what is your major malfunction? Actually, he, he's missing his calling here. And I guarantee there's someone out there that needs that. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if you join up with our uh, film family, if you go into the uh, I've seen that tier or above, you can actually hear our thoughts on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. And actually, Genius, I think the statue of limitations is long enough now that the story that you share as well good. shouldn't get you into too much trouble. Good, good for all parties involved. He had his own Black Friday shenanigans back in the day. So, of course, to have access to that and so much more, head over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead, where we have every tier from a squiddly diddly to another time, another place. Okay, so, my goodness. my Always a journey to get to this, but I wasn't expecting all that. <laughs> so, was I. But honestly, when we bring in this, our next guest, I mean, I just expect the the venom to be vitriol the shenanigans to be classic, and when we threw out the invites, because you know we're putting, we're talking about birthday, bloody birthday, this and that, you know, we threw out the invites, and of course he was the lone RSVP. But it's kind of perfect because um, this film is celebrating its 40th year of terror, and this is something his podcast Horrorversary is all about. That because they celebrate films that celebrate any kind of 10 year anniversary. Please welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, the president of the Kansas City Film Critics and the host. Of Horrorversary, Adrian Torres. Hey. Uh, first of all, I want to say that I'm going to uh, forgive you, Genius, for, for the diatribe and bringing up that film that we don't necessarily uh, talk about sometimes. Um, because I want to say that du jour means friendship. Du jour means family. And du jour means putting bygones aside when your friend stabs you in front of another friend. On a podcast. Especially when said friend here is like going, Ute, Utu, Utu, Utu genius. I mean, oh my goodness. My brain doesn't have a filter sometimes. It just comes like right, it's like mainlined, and I'm like, ah, oh. Well, that's but fair. Thank you. Thank if, you. If, we, if we drew up your horoscopes, we might see that. That you, the day that you were born on Saturn was blocking certain things. So, something's missing. Yeah, right? so something's missing. That's some over we'll there th- peep shows and shooting arrows and shit. <laughs> I was gonna say when watching this film, where you were like going, uh huh, that's familiar. Uh, I like that's the cut of that kid's jib. Well, I want before we actually cut into the cake that is um, a bloody birthday. I kind of want to figure if we, if we can establish a couple of things because for the rest of this month, we're going to be looking at, as we said, Tiny Terrors, a.k.a. Killer Kids. Because mm-hmm. Christmas time is for the children, like Wu-Tang. It's for the kids. And what are scarier than kids? Because they can scurry, too. I can tell you what's scary. It's just the image I had in my mind of Edward James almost fronting the Wu-Tang Clan just then. For the children. 
He wants to help the, the kids succeed at math yeah. so they can get that cream. How many verses do we drop? <laughs> 45. Cash rules everything around me. Cream get the money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. How many chambers are there? 36. Jesus Christ. He would be Edward James. He, the, the, he would Grandmaster be, almost? No, because like, we couldn't call him the Iza, right? Ed, or the Oza. And he wouldn't be ODB because like Edward James what almost. Was, what was his cosign in uh, Battlestar? Oh, good Lord. I watched the entire series. I should know this. He's Adama. So how, what, what can we play uh, into, into the Adama he, part? I'm not sure, but he was an admiral at one point. Well, kind of said like you got me, James. You almost. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Five. Back on track with wow, what we makes... haven't even got, and they haven't even started talking about the killer kids yet. Not because, yet. But nope. Wu Tang nope. is for the children, and so is Edward James almost, and so is this month. And you know what? Fuck those kids. Not even, not even <laughs> before talking about bloody birthday. Just like, oh, no. yeah, this is what I want to establish. Why? Killer kids in general, they're fucking scary. Why are there so many? You know, entries in this genre where we had a tough time, you know, yeah. choosing just four of these films. It even goes way back to like the black and white, like old school villages. We know all your secrets and like something inherent, even in the old school um, ghost stories, like something scary about British children. There's something inherently scary. You well, know, they're it's, ghostly. It's it's the idea of innocence. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, innocence. Yeah. And so you see them. And so you have the idea of, oh, it's a child. They're going to be they're going to be harmless. And then there's the natural reaction. I mean, you, you have a film in the genre that's called To Kill a Child. Or, you know, Who Could Kill, Who could a, kill child? a Child. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's when you have that in your title, it's because it's one of those social norms that's out there. And, and when it comes to filmmaking, it's one of those things that, that most people say, you know, you don't really kill kids in there. And still today, it's a taboo if you have a movie that starts out by just offing a kid right away. And it's because it's one of those things. Usually when it happens in those movies, it's not because somebody's like coming up with a machete and just chopping off a kid's head or just shooting them with a bullet. It's usually an accident that's happening. And so they work around it that way. It's still shocking. But think about the difference of, uh, of course, one of the most famous ones that we can think of when it comes to a child dying early in a movie would be Pet Cemetery. Oh, ooh. Ooh. yeah. And, but, but, but imagine the difference with... With so he gets hit by the truck and you have the the shoe fly off and everything. That now would hurt. Uh, imagine Still does. imagine little Gage walks into the street and there's no truck that's there. There's just somebody who's walking down the street and pulls out a gun and shoots the child in the head. Oh God! Well, I mean, we also have that vanilla twist. Well, pew, that's you true. Know? But and but we that's... also say it's Stephen King approved. I mean, it's as yeah. taboo as it gets. It's known to happen a lot. I mean, to the point where like it's like. For example, and here's the thing, there's a weird balance between it being played for laughs a la trauma or like something goofy versus something serious as shit, you know? I mean, yeah. like movies like something where like, because sometimes if like I wanted to see a, a kid get punched in this movie so fucking much, right? <laughs> and if it would have happened, I would have cracked up because, you know, there's times where kids get fucked up and I'm laughing. In Pet Cemetery, for example, the Pet little- Cemetery. The kid getting fucked up by the tr- hit by the truck. Yeah, that hurts to even think about. I when I remember watching that movie in the theater and having to actually get up and leave the theater. Yeah, so I could just calm myself down. But then later on, we see the kid like 
not fair, Daddy. Yeah. Boonk, right? And I'm cracking the fuck up. But right? but it's so, I mean it's so with it's with that, that weird balance yeah. with, with that first part, it's you're feeling sad and sadness when you know they're getting hit by by the truck. Whereas if you like I mentioned, if you have the person who's shooting them, you have the anger that's coming from there mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's another person doing it. So I think that's there's that still that taboo of not having a person do it. It's always another thing because of the innocence of the child so that when it comes to the evil in there, it's even creepier because you have that feeling of of not really being able to fight back against it is because there's still, even if it's evil, you still have people who are like, oh, but it's a kid. It's yeah. a kid. Yeah. So see, that's, the, again, now we're in two camps because <laughs> like there'll be people like, oh, I don't want to go see, hurt a kid or anything. Like, for example, if I'm driving in the middle of Iowa and all of a sudden I stop and, I, and I'm, my car breaks down in the middle of children of corn, right? Yeah. Some kids are going to get fucking clocked. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, he who gets their ass beat behind the roads. Because I'm not above knocking some kids out if it comes between me and, like, living. If they're coming after me with, like, a knife or some shit like that, they're going fucking down. Or at least I'm going down swinging. Because I'm not about to get killed by no fucking kid. You know, I don't want to get killed in general. I'm going to go down swinging either way. I'm just saying, if it's a kid, it's a kid. They're going down with me. Genius does seem like the individual who's going to be taken down by a gangly ginger out there in the middle of the field. Right? Fucking, that's how I'm going to die. I've always thought it's going to, like, one of these days, for the longest time, I thought, I don't know why, but Bindi Irwin's going to come down and fucking tear me a new one. I don't know what it was like. She's going to kick my ass one of these days. Why? I don't fucking know. I just one of these days, Bendy Irwin's going to come and mess with me. Now, I don't think it anymore, but like, well, of course, that was my drinking days, too. But at the same- <laughs> how long did you carry that specter hanging over you? For a while. For a while. And I think it was because, like, like, I don't know why. It's just like, like, what's wrong with that guy? He's got this, like, thousand yard stare in his eyes. <laughs> Especially because, like, like Bendy Irwin's coming to your town. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Was it? Is it just kind of like more of an older equivalent of only you can prevent forest fires? You're just that feeling of overwhelming responsibility or i.e. terror? But, but it was only when she was like a kid. I think because she was like, she kind of creeped me out because she looked like a young Steve Irwin and it scared me. Right? And so like, I think so it was weird. that. that Because she had a weird Uncanny Valley thing going on with me with Steve Irwin. It was, I just saw and so it's just kind of she always gave me the, the heebie-jeebies. I mean, there's some kids like the British kids. Yeah. Like even if you, the kid is the nicest kid in the world, if they talk with the British accent, so it's an accent. Yeah. It's, yeah. It so so yeah, freaks me out. So that's it's it's a, telepathic and scary because they have an accent. I mean, yeah. that, that's basically what you're saying is that I mean, example, a small like, Australian child, small you British be my child, mommy, you know, from Doctor Who. Doctor that's Who. fucking creepy. I mean, even if you take the gas mask off, look at the fucking twins in uh, the Shinning, right? Like, oh, come play with us, Danny, forever, right? There's something inherent. They're just scary. looking for, oh, somebody's lost their mom. Somebody's looking for friends. Somebody just wants to teach you about animals. And the hard way. <laughs> they want a friend forever. And I think it all becomes with the Victorian ghost story shit. Because sure. there's something about scary British children, children in general, except the little, I mean, and, but unless... There's also, again, another fine line. For example, like, I don't find that little kid in the grudge scary, the meow meow kid. I think he's creepy but adorable, right? But I'm not going to be, I wouldn't be like, oh, meow meow. Like, you know, I try and give him some kibble. 
Maybe that would appease him. There's a fine line. That's that's what he's going to attack you. That's what that's, the problems are. He's trust going to be me. insulted. Trust me. There was some kibble at the dog park tonight, and Charlie got into a mini scrap with it. And I was like, you can't bring kibble to the dog park. Sorry, not to go on a tangent. But what's the easiest way to make a choir scary? Actors. Add, add little kids. news. There's yeah. nothing scarier than a kid choir. So kids, regardless, be, be it the purity, the innocence, the yeah. perceived innocence. And then when they're monster kids, like uh, like oh. if, like demon monster sure. monster kids or zombie kids or something, then fuck them up even more. Well, you mentioned, creepier. you mentioned at the beginning. They're small. And they're scurry. They scurry, scurry is scary. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's why. And they're also, they're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah, they're they, they're gonna overwhelm and like out. They they know they outnumber us at this point. So thank God they're so dependent on most of us. And also maybe that's a sign of like fear of like not youth. I mean Just I know that you're afraid <laughs> of street cops, right? And I'm afraid of killer kids, especially because I worked with kids for a long certainly, time. Yeah. Certainly, you know, so I, I mean, know what they're capable of. Yeah, Greg Greg's the type of person who's gonna stay away of the. The new adaptation of West Side Story, just knowing that it's two and a half hours of street, street tufferies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Regardless of the dancing. Tufferies. And the difference in this one is that they've got buff street toughs. It's not just, I mean, these are some agile people who are going to leap from high bounce and then punch you in the face. But see, I don't find newsies scary either. I mean, I don't find yeah, children but, okay, inherently if the, creepy. But, but if the if the newsies were missing their sleeves and had rippling biceps with tattoos on it, even though they're supposed to be 15 years like, old. But they would be like that swole kid in like Brazil that does jujitsu. What do they call him? Little Hercules. There's, there, you know what I'm talking about? There, there's a couple people along the, those lines in the, in the new one. Cause when I saw it, that's the first yeah. thing I thought is I was just like, Greg would be like, Oh no, I want the sixties ones that seem like much nicer gentlemen. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean the street toughs that, that I think the, the sixties one made them palatable. So yeah. now, these aren't your grandfather's street toughs? No, these aren't. Oh, these but aren't. Lord. But it's in the 40s, so they kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> Spielberg finds a way to make things work. He, he knows the balance there. So is it decent, though? Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's, okay. it's really well done. I think, of course, everybody's going to flock to it because of the, the not just Spielberg, but a, the unfortunate that's... passing of, of Stephen Sondheim definitely yeah. is going oh, yeah, to, to bring people out. But no, oh, it's I mean, it's it's really beautifully shot, well done, well acted. Um Everybody can yell at me if they want, but save for Ansel Elgort. He's okay. he's still just a, a bland uh, slate of, of nothingness in yeah. the movie that you kind of, anytime that he's on screen, you're like, can we go to somebody else? But the the plus side is, is that the girl that they have, Maria, who probably was a few times recently that when they say introducing, you're like, yes, you need to circle this introducing because you're going to get it because the first time that she opens her mouth to sing with him, it's it's uh, imagine that uh, one punch man was embodied by this girl, because that's basically what happens is Ansel Elgort sings for a second and then she has her her response singing and she just knocks him across the planet, basically, with her voice. And it's just like any time that he has to sing against her, it's like, no, dude, just just sit down and let her harmonize with herself because there's no way that you can p- compete and you feel bad towards like the middle of the movie because you you just you're listening to her and you're like yeah dude you can't you can't do anything here wow it's not tonight no, not to, not tonight not tonight <clears throat> what is tonight though is the film that we are kicking our tiny terror series off we're throwing with. a party well, and it's appropriate that you're here, my friend, because this is, again, a film celebrating its 40th year of terror as it mm-hmm. came out in 1981. 
and is also a film that just recently came up on my radar for the most part. In fact, it was last year was my first time watching it. Same. Okay. And we've now, that being said, we've devoted a shutter shout out to it. Um, you know, had a blast with it. But what was your initial interaction with this film, Adrian? Uh, years ago, it was a, I don't remember when I first saw it. I remember it being a, a VHS that a friend had, mm-hmm. like one of those. So I don't know like where <laughs> it was, Certainly. but it was one of those back in the day when, when you would make sure that, you know, however people were, were transferring tapes and stuff like that would be uh, a a slow pl- or long play one so that you had multiple different films that was on it. And mm-hmm. it was the, the second of like a, a three set oh, of movies. And that was the very first time that I remember watching it. Um, and then there was a couple years ago when it started making the rounds again, and this was either the third or fourth time that, really? okay. that I've seen it. So I've seen it a couple times. And I mean, in, in estimation, I think probably over the last 10 years that it's just steadily uh, gotten more, and more popular with the the various releases that you've had and stuff, especially with with Blu-ray. I mean, yeah. Arrow, Arrow release yeah. ha- has has the one that they put out in what the last two years or so, mm-hmm. and then there was a slightly smaller release that was before that. But I think those have put it more so at the forefront, and I definitely that Arrow release um, is is what helped push it out because I I'm pretty sure that that's the um, the version the restoration that they have that's on Tubi right now. Because it doesn't look like some of the other older movies that you might find on Tubi. Right. You put it on and you're like, oh, man, they need to, to find and fix this. You put it on Tubi and you're like, clearly this is from a restoration. Yeah. It doesn't look like the YouTube version. Exactly. At this point. <laughs> well, and again, I mentioned before that it's celebrating its 40th year of terror. And that's appropriate given the fact that, strangely enough, um, we have, our, of course, our Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament where we celebrate films selling their 10, 20, 30, and 40 year anniversaries. This film didn't even make our honorable mention this year when we did the year of 1981. I neither, know. neither of us mentioned it. So, and again, it's probably is. I remember I think we made the list before we saw the movie because I think well, if we would have saw, it, we're like, fuck. I, well, at least it would have been an honorable mention. But I always mm-hmm. remember the VHS cover with the yeah. figures. Yes, but why I never rented it, I don't know. Maybe if I was inherently afraid, just buy the cover. I think I I I saw it my at Blockbuster too, but I always got it confused with Happy Birthday to me. Yeah, ah, yeah. Well, and that's and so then I'm like, oh, I think I've seen that. You know, I think it was one, one which of it, which is also uh, 1981. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Good lord! So that's kind of like a Dante's Peak volcano thing. You had a yeah. Well, and then uh, Happy Birthday to me it was that's a is that technically a conduct exploitation film? I, no, it very much is okay. because it's okay. made by. What was uh, cinema flick? It, it's it's made by well no it's it's made by a Canadian outfit that uh, that movie was actually done right before uh, my bloody Valentine. Like I believe that it got finished before they started work. There, I want to say that there was like either a week or a month in between. Happy birthday to me, and then and. Um, and my bloody Valentine. I, I got to remember this because literally there was a horror anniversary episode that was in October where we had uh, Joe and Trace from the Horror Cruise on mm-hmm. talking about it, and so we were going over all this. But it's the the same production company did both movies because the guy who wrote um, what's it called who who wrote who wrote the original My Bloody Valentine actually did an uncredited uh, rewrite of 
um, happy birthday to me. Really? So like, th- there's a weird connection with with it being the Canadian production company, with it being you know some turnover of the crew, and having you know the connection in the writer and everything like that. So it's very much a, a Canuck exploitation film. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I guess, again, that's easily why we probably have just missed it at this point. Right. Uh, but I'm glad to bring it in because it definitely fits in as a killer kid movie. But the thing about it is the weird thing going back on maybe another reason why it kind of was missed. It's just even though this was made in uh, 81 and yeah. came out in 81, it feels like 76. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it looks and feels really old. I mean, comparatively to even like movies of that, that year. Yeah. Well, sure. Well, I think I think if we looked into the production, we'd probably get some of the, the answers to that. Because with it being 81, it, I mean, there, there's a chance that depending upon, like, I don't necessarily know if when it was pushed back or, or anything. I mean, I know we can easily look that up. Right. But, it, but, but if it was made in 76 and put on the shelf for a couple of years, that would it, make well, sense. I mean, exactly. Let's face you it. Know? 81 is a hair, you know, away from a hair, a year away from 1980, which is... We're still feeling the still effects feeling of the 70s. It, right. Yeah. But the, it's still an engaging and funny and messed up movie. And I wrote in my notes something about it. It's This is almost such a great throwback because for an explanation as simple like, oh, it's the eclipse. Sure. You know, why are these kids evil? They're born in the eclipse. That's all. Now, like, that was all you needed to just let it go. I almost, when I was like, wrote in my first was like, oh, simpler times, you know, before you had to have complicated lore and like know the backstory and shit. I mean, not that I'm saying I go in shaking my fist now, but like, because I love that shit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's something to say about like old school, like, okay, not a, a brief. Keep Very it, brief. Keep it simple. Keep it 90 minutes. Give us what we're looking for in the early 80s. And, I mean, this film basically you gets everything you would want for the most part in a how would you cla- slasher or just killer kids technically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be the genre. But then you could say maybe sub slasher, pseudo slasher. I'm not sure if we'd put it so much in the in the slasher aspect since you're kind of clued in you know to the to the people who are doing yeah you don't have so much of the slashing (laughs) you're clued in to who the 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 people the perpetrators are so are we good with just killer kids then yeah but But you got enough nudity and violence not necessarily gore i mean because there's not a lot of gore no but there's a lot of nudity for a killer kid movie, like I know there was gonna be uh, something because it's the '80s, but then we came close to creepy stuff and things like the baby and trollologs. But like at the same time, there's like sex scenes and shit, and you don't expect that like with these killer kids. You no. know they're gonna do some peeping because that's what killer kids do. But I mean, it, it's directly. I mean, there's difference between having a little bit of peeping and having a, a literal peep show, peep, a peep show where people are being charged admission yes. and the people who are being charged. Our children being charged by another child. Just blame entrepreneur. Blame. Reaganomics. No, yeah, that's you know, before eighty. Trust me, you don't want to touch the trickle the down trickle economics. Down, right? that. That's bad. Plus that's bad. Julie Brown. Well, and that's going to be a dividing line, I think, for a lot of people potentially, and especially Julie Brown, because there were two Julie Again, Browns happy of that to era. Me and happy and bloody birthday. There was there was Julie Brown from Just Say Julie, and then there was. Downtown Julie Brown. Wubba, wubba, wubba. wubba. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I used to watch Just Say Julie. Plus, like, Julie Brown, uh, I think at this time she was about to finish doing 
Earth Girls Are Easy. That's yeah. a, that's a few years yeah. after this because that's yeah. that's uh, with with her style. It, it, there's definitely a, a transition yeah. there. Yeah, but no, it was. I was like, it's good to see Julie Brown. Like, awesome. I'm like, oh, I've seen a lot of Julie Brown. Wow. I didn't even pay 25 cents. We all paid the penance. And there's something to be said, though, for that sleaze factor in this film. It's kind of unsettling. And it's yeah. because we've got kids doing it. Kids that are supposed to be pure. Yeah. Kids that are supposed to be innocent. But and they're peeping on people fucking in van, in a Chevy van. And <laughs> that's, that's all right. Not, see, not that all was right not all right with me. Not no. all right with me. Because then the next thing you know, he opens up, he fucking blasts them like he's maniac. But, but, he, but it's also a distraction, too. Like, he gets sidetracked by it. It's, so it's like, that's not his intention. It's not like he's going out necessarily well, to peep on them. He's a kid. He's probably got ADHD. Yeah, exactly. He's undiagnosed. This is the 80s. They did not diagnose. They did right. not hand out the, you know, the, the Adderall. Weird. Oh, he must the Ritalin. Porn. He must be missing something. <laughs> his Saturn's out of whack. He needs to align his chakra. Perfect eyesight. Because you know what? Curtis is a fucker. Fuck that kid. Fuck all these three kids in here. But you know what? I was rooting for that one kid. I don't even know what the fuck his name was. Like our hero? Timmy? Timmy. Good for him in every step of the way because I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Fuck them. This is also super 80s because it Almost felt like an after-school special of why yeah. you shouldn't play in junkyards. <laughs> well, let's start because one of your friends might not have a soul and, and lock you in an ancient... It, ha uh, it happened to Punky Brewster. It happened to Emmanuel Lewis. Hey, it happened to every kid in the 80s. But let's put it this way. that They were way before their time, or technically, if we're doing like movie logic time, a couple decades late, and that he was just putting Timmy in there to protect him in case... There was, you know, a nuclear blast that went off. No, and don't it, fucking don't it, die to defend Curtis. He was a fuckwad. Well, no, I won't defend him. But honestly, though, the, we were in the heyday of the the fear that the commies were going to nuke yeah. us. So, yeah. But he was protecting him. I will piggyback on what Genius said, because anytime you introduce an element of a special, very special episode to your movie. And be it the fear of refrigerators that you would. We were told you would get locked in. So what Absolutely. did you, what did you have? Teddy Ruxpin told us not to play in there <laughs> or we can get locked in and die. Same thing. Like later on, G.I. Joe tells us not to fall down wells and shit. There was a lot of things that happened in the 80s that nobody talks about. There, Fucking killer uh, killer clowns, Satanists, quicksand everywhere, ninjas coming out of nowhere, popping in, everybody falling into wells like fucking baby Jessica and shit. Fucking people getting locked in the refrigerators. The 1980s were a very dangerous place <laughs> very to be in. Street toughs and shit, man. There, there's, a, there's a reason why we have cell phones and everyone's addicted to the screen so they don't go anywhere and get into any of this trouble. Yeah. They well, learned. The, the problem is, though, you're going to be having your head down in your phone and that's when you hit with the quicksand no, exactly that's, that's why that's why that's why you stay in place because what did they teach you if you struggle more that's when the quicksand gets you if you're still distracted by the phone guess what you're going to be in quicksand for a second you're not going to be doing anything and then you just step right out of it you're going to google your way to how to escape quicksand siri how it's, to a, quick, yeah. it's, a, it's our parents it's our parents who didn't have the phones and aren't addicted to them they're the ones who are still going to get swallowed up by the quicksand we're still going to get fucked up by ninjas and refrigerators if we're not paying attention but you know what? Speaking of varieties of ways to die. <laughs> Curtis? These kids were very adapted at killing. These kids had a very different style. All three of them. And like they all had various weapons and their favorites. And but there was a lot of there was a lot of variation of dispatches in this movie. Especially when like 
you have to worry about one kid, but another kid on another shoulders, just like walking around in a trench coat so they, they can fucking drive. They looked like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in disguise, <laughs> like when the thing would go out and he'd yeah. wear that kind of stuff. But that whole sequence as well just cracked me up. But let's start with the cast of kids. And I think the reason why this film actually works and is as entertaining as it is is because all three of them work well together. Mm-hmm. As you guys have mentioned, they all kind of have their distinctive their personalities, but more importantly, like the pieces that they fit within the grand concept of like a gang shenanigans, or shenanigans. Yeah. Yes. Right? And for me, it, it starts and stops with with Curtis and with the actor that plays Curtis is Billy Jane, a.k.a. Billy Jacoby, who I have been a fan of for many years. And to see him in this film was a joy because the following year in 1982, he would play a young Dar in Don Coscarelli's The Beastmaster. Nice. <laughs> and then a few years later, he would go on to play the horny younger brother and just the wonderful film, Just One of the Guys. And his performance as Buddy in that movie. Fucking Buddy is nuts. Was my spirit animal going through high school because. It's so funny to think. Well, I mean, it doesn't because he's the one peeping. Yeah, oh, no. It so kind of makes sense. sense. <laughs> no. It makes sense. The first time watching them, it's like, oh, this is the buddy origin story, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's a little off, but he's had a nice run in genre. He was also in Parker Lewis Can't Lose. I love that show. That show was great with Kubiatsky. With the Kub. With, with the Kub. No, so he was very much within the vein of the uh, early 80s into the 90s. And for me, again, seeing him in this just... <laughs> Wearing these glasses that are just too big for him, yet still takes command of the scene. He's the he's the brains of the operation. Yes. yes. Well, well, well. We well, make the argument. Well. He's not the he's the one that comes with the plans and the schemes. He's the he's one of the heavies. He's not the mastermind. The I I would say I would say that he is uh, he's a, a a Baxter Stockman to to Debbie's Krang. Curtis! <laughs> Stephen, why haven't you stopped the babysitter? Right? Um, so are we thinking that, that Debbie is kind of the, the brains behind it? Is it... See, he's... Curtis is the brains. She... Uh, 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 Debbie is the beauty. and Because she gets away with her innocence and beauty. And Stephen's the muscle. That's the way it goes. But He's, but but Debbie is the one who has the the, uh, the the forethought to charge the other kids. Oh yeah, to use all to use the peep show, and she's the one who ultimately is conniving enough, you know, well, to, she's, to to out to outwit things I, when it comes up. She's the quick the quickest one on her feet when she yeah. has when she has the scrapbook. Sure, you know? she's definitely the leader of the group. Yeah, she's definitely the leader of the group. But like. Curtis is the one that comes up with the, the schemes, with the schemes to the mastermind of the uh, the villainy. You know, she's like, "This guy needs to go. How do we do this?" I yeah, got but an idea. but if there, if he's there's... the IT, so he's the brains, like as in like Q, or as in like um, coming up with the the plots and schemes. Yeah, but 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 we also know from from the eighties and from uh, exposing machismo and stuff <laughs> that that he's the one who can only get certain results because he has to have the gun. Right. That's right. Where right. whereas Debbie's the one who has multiple different ways that she's able to do it. And then she even goes old school, Rambo old school, mm-hmm. but by having the bow and arrow that she's 
that she's using. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And then Steven, he's got the uh, uh, knife. Yeah. Well, and you he's know, just, she is noted to be the most dangerous woman in the world with a jump rope in her hand. That's yeah. so, true. That's but no, true. Elizabeth Hoy plays Debbie, and I think. She, you, what did you said? She was a, uh, she's little Miss Mean Mug because she has like the best, oh. like, hi, I'm Debbie. And then later on, her face just contorts. She's this beautiful, cute little moppet. And then she just turns into this gargoyle where she's just like, and you're like, God damn, you're an she, evil girl. She looks like almost like a special effect occasionally, just with the way that her face does change. Yeah. It's magnificent. Yeah. And just the just the negativity that she's putting she's out. Because so, she's, she's adorable. She's like this cute, happy, innocent, blonde little girl. And then the next thing you know, she's over there like, hey, you need to come over. We need to kill these motherfuckers. Yeah. Or like, hey, you want to see my sister naked? 25 cents. You know, or like, hey, oh, daddy, come out and play. Okay. Put over there. Hey, I was, I was going to say, it's basically if uh, if Cindy Brady has been putting on an act. Right. For... For the rest of the family, for all these years, she's was, really evil. Oh my God! Does this mean that George? Uh, wait, George Glass is uh, real? No, that's that's Jan. That's Jan. shit. You're right. Oh my God! You're right. Yeah. And and the youngest and, one in yeah. curls. My bad. My bad. Well then, little, um, little Cindy Lou. We get into the whole act of playing house versus playing ambulance, doctor <laughs> or versus doctor Adam. versus yeah. Uh, uh. That's so such a weird way to open them. Okay, okay, we haven't even started. There's no way to go like chronological order because that's not <laughs> our show. But at the same time, the very fucking opening scene, we see two people making out in the graveyard, right, and saying like, "Hey, oh, not the opening scene. The opening scene is the the uh, the, dun, the, dun, dun. the explanation. The explanation the is the whole like." And Jose Ferrer is the doctor. Uh oh, right? Uh oh, that's not good. And then the whole <laughs> better than Abel Ferrer is the doctor. Jesus, let's look at your balls. And so then, <laughs> so we see the eclipse. Blah 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 blah. The first thing we see is like, hey, let's like make out in the graveyard. Oh, what people are gonna see is that's okay. Hey, I'm gonna play ambulance. What's ambulance? Ambulance don't stop the red lights. You're like, oh, come the fuck on, dude. You're in a graveyard and then you're like sexual harassment. So and then like, no, we're going to be seen. I got a better idea. You know, it's even sexier. Let's go in an open fucking grave and bang. Who fucking bangs in an open grave? People that are into that, I assume. You know, there's a subsection or, of people there. My or Del Morte Delamore. Right? Who? Cemetery Man. That's Cemetery. True. Yeah, that's true. If you bang in the grave, you've never seen a horror movie in your entire life, or you're asking for it. Well, and I was gonna say this is unusual for you, my friend. You know, this is what you, this isn't what everyone did in high school when you were Bagging growing the, up. It was the '80s. Again, remember, you were limited with what you could do and where you could go in the early '80s. Okay, I take everything back that I said. Especially a small town at this point. No, I'm just. I'm. I just had a flashback. Oh! Oh no! Oh no! Let's oh, no. Let's, let's let's keep the story going. going. Okay, going. so we'll leave that for Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but no, to me, it introduces number one the great introduction of the jump rope as a weapon. But number two, yeah. the inclusion of a shovel, Boom. which that cracked me up. Whenever when he, he got hit with the shovel, the first. I even wrote a wrote bonk, and I like I I died laughing because then later on it comes up again, bonk. Boom, and then I could just see the come along with me with my bugger, right? They're just driving away, having a good time because it was very cartoonish. I wanted the bunk and I got the bunk. It you was got great. the bunk, but then we get people being buried alive. Yep. and just dirt. it's like this is a cold blooded ass killer. And then you find out it's like little moppets, 
made even hilarious. This movie's fucking funny. So from the get-go, from your first viewing to this one, you're in good hands at this point. Mm -hmm. Especially when, yeah, just the character of these kids. And then you get the uh, the town sheriff, yep. who is the the little girl's father, you and, ha and has the most cursed last name. Brody. Brody. Sheriff Brody. And maybe that's like the Futterman curse. Maybe every Sheriff Brody is doomed <laughs> to die. You know, and if you're a Sheriff Brody or in a movie, you're gone. Doomed to have a daughter to die. Or the Sheriff's daughter. Because you always have to watch out for the Sheriff's daughter for one reason or another. They're always trouble. And they do it better. <laughs> yeah, bang. Or in this one, they'll send their, her goons after you. The, the goon squad? Well... I didn't expect the dis the dispatching of the dad to happen so soon. I figured yep. that would be something that we would build into that eventually he would like stumble upon them. But right, and then when he doesn't stumble upon their little scheming plan, there they just take matters into their own hands and then another boom. <laughs> And they just were going to position you like, so no one's going to ask any questions because the person who would investigate us is now dead. Is now dead. Mama fell. I mean, like that. Mama, you fell, you know, like, come on out. What happened? Oh, no. And you could actually have a healthy drinking game of drink every time there's a cemetery or a, uh, or funeral. a funeral. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. there's a lot of like death and trauma in this movie, but it's not and extended extended sequences of it, too. Like they they go all out. Like it's not just like oh yeah here, here's a small little funeral we have. Like oh, it's, it's it's an ornate shot when yes. they pull back and and they're like no this is a big how to do we're gonna spend some time on this. I think that's where most of the budget went with this film. Funeral expenses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that's that's why they had they had to have the extended scene that was through the people because they're like well we wasted so much of the budget we just have to drag this out for about seven minutes. That was a full on. Uh, Peep show dance. That was a full number. That it happens twice. Veronica it happens level. twice. It's that's the thing. Because yeah. they go back. Because the second time you think, oh, she's just going to dispatch her. And yeah. it's just another excuse to, to yeah. have more time. It's an 85-minute film oh, where boy. about seven to ten minutes is literally spent in the peep show. Peeping on Julie Brown. But <laughs> peeping in a real. fairness... In in defense of the peep show, the music was kind of rad. Like <laughs> when it was like yeah, going down, I was like fuck peep show going down south, right? Am going to hit some. I, hey, I paid my birthday peep show edition. I paid my twenty five cents. I'm going to let the jukebox play my song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just dancing around, I was like that song is kind of dope. I kind of got to find the soundtrack to that. If I ever find the vinyl it's... for. For a bloody birthday, we're gonna play that on the uh, what's the score? That's all right with me. We need to. We've always talked about it. We need to have a horror edition of AM Gold. There's a lot of them the that score. are out there. Yeah. There's a lot of them that are out yeah. there. There's some good shit that's just no, waiting. The, this movie is madness because not only do we have two shots of Peep Show, <laughs> but then we also have fornication in the van again, and then Curtis peeping on it, and Curtis is a shit. He's such a nerdlinger in this at the beginning because he's like, I know the answer, Sheriff Brody. Da, 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 da. And even like Timmy calls him a fucking nerd. And I love that. I love the fact that Timmy would it, put up with his shit to a certain point, but Curtis was a habitual line stepper. So every now and then, even before the main shenanigans, I liked how like Timmy would check Curtis. Timmy's just lucky, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the fact that he knows how to easily get in and out of places is the only reason why he's able to survive the film. Yeah, and again, that whole sequence in the junkyard just gave me a lot of just trauma channeled I back. I know, it freaked me 
freaked me out and too because the, the fact, 80s. And he was, again, gifted enough to finagle himself out of that refrigerator. I kind of put myself in the same scenario and I was like, dude, I'd be dead. Yeah. I would have just, there would have been no more Greg. The only thing that would have happened to me if, like, by some miracle, I got, like, the fight or flight feet don't, and I just, like, ah, brute strength, just break <laughs> that thing down. Now I'm not afraid of the thing because, like, that looked vintage, but, like, if I get stuck in a refrigerator, I'll fucking burst my way out of it. And, of course, the unfortunate thing is if he actually died, all Joyce would have done at his funeral and said, well, I read his charts that night. And I could have told him this was going to happen. Right. Meanwhile, Curtis is over there hanging out with Mr. Wizard doing science experiments and shit. And it's like, <laughs> and he was, he was the like, like nerdlinger, like Q guy, because yeah. he's the one that, oh, he gizmoed the the system. <laughs> you know what gizmo he is. Shut up and just stay there. I'm telling you, Steven is Michael Myers origins. <laughs> Do you see that glee he had with the knife? If you pull off Michael Myers' masks right now, like, well, not now because he's, like, old. But, like, back then, <laughs> I bet you he had, like, blonde hair in this universe and, like, just looked like little Steven. Because eh, when Steven came out... Did he did he have the blackest eyes? <laughs> the devil's eyes. No, that's... <laughs> I went... I had six pieces of cake at the party. Jesus. And they were gaslighting so, people, too. Yeah. That, that whole sequence actually was one of those moments when he's and again Billy Jane's character of Curtis he is just petulant shit. Oh, you, you wanna just punch, want him. You want to punch him in the fucking face, don't you? Well, I was gonna say you want him to get his comeuppance. I myself didn't want to beat a child, Genius McGee. You, but you just want other people to be a little bit smarter. Is, well, yeah. is the thing, you know? Well, and they seem to be the smartest ones in the room, regardless. In the town. In the town. <laughs> In the town. Well, does it give you kind of a village of the damned vibe, just in terms of kind of their little links, the the kind of their. It's the. I don't want to say it's like privilege, but it's fucking privilege. Think about it, because like the whole time these kids are going on a spree, killing people, they're talking about some sort of raving psycho that's in town to the point where we're off the area radio chatter is saying they yeah. heard some psycho was over there spotted by the graveyard last week. Everybody's thinking that it's some nut nut job. Meanwhile. The actual killers are right there in front of them. They're like, you're so special. You're so wonderful. It's your special day. Let's have a birthday. And anybody who tells them no, like when they ask the teacher, oh, like, hey, yeah. can we have no homework on Fridays? Everybody come to our birthday. Fucking world doesn't revolve around you. Next thing you know, she's getting shot in a school shooting by fucking Curtis. Like going around like he's fucking John Wick. Dirty Harry. Right? What, did you see the size of the gun? Yeah. I mean, that it's is. Huge. Yes. Again, just the the glee he takes in every single thing he does. Speaking of, because he's so because like even when he after he locked that kid in the locker and and when he's leaving the junkyard, he's just kind of strutting. He had like this always like this strut about him, those little cocksure and shit. And like Curtis was a little shit, and then he's like eh, fucking nerdlinger. I don't the, know. The weird thing is, if they'd been left alone, they probably would have been found out. Because they don't have any like big grand design or anything, it's, it's they're kill. just they're just killing some people who are who are bothering them and annoying them. It's not like they're killing them to any end or anything. It's just that they're the most like minor roadblock and inconvenience in their life, and they're like, meh. I mean, they it's need like to die right? with, with with the whole decision to kill 
the sheriff, it's not really like if we get rid of the sheriff, we can continue to knock off more people yeah. because no one will be investigating. It was like, well, there's other people that work for the fucking police. Department. <laughs> right. She's just like, Daddy, I don't really think I like you. We need to kill my dad. That's where it begins. Like everyone else, they basically have reasons for it. But like the sheriff, they don't have a giant reason for killing the sheriff. And it's not to like any great end. Oh, no. And, and then at no. the end of the movie, it's just kind of like, oh. Well, I mean, these two, they got in trouble. And guess what? This little one's getting away. She's still killing people, but it's not like she's doing anything more than she's just a little sociopath. That, right. Again, something is blocking them there. They're just, so, well, I know, well it's, they're missing something, but it's, right, but, it's, yeah. but it's not like there's a cult that's no. behind it like you would get <laughs> nowadays. The horoscopes aren't revealing just, anything else because no, she's, lit- she's literally just like they're missing something. And, and that's it. But if... Because, I mean, you think about it, if, if Timmy's just like, hey, Joyce, we just need to, like, find me a different school to go to away from them. Or, like, maybe we move, move. go go stay with some other family members. Yep. And if Timmy's just like, Joyce, just leave it the fuck alone. I'm not going to associate with those kids anymore. Guess what? They're not going to necessarily come after them. They're going to be like, we've got plenty of other people on the street to kill. You know, maybe the milk band doesn't deliver us milk this morning. We're going to kill that motherfucker. That's true. But I think they almost had a joy in killing people that they know. I think like. Well, I know. But, they, but I'm saying that if it, that it's one of those because the the more that that Joyce is pushing things. Yeah. That that's what. Yeah. If you just what leave the fuck them, alone, they're exactly. going to keep on going. But at the same time, they're also calling you out like, hey, oh, yeah. you want to come up and play doctor? What the what's doctor? I don't know, but I know how to play ambulance. Play ambulance. Like, Jesus, but I mean, if Debbie. The, yeah. But with I mean, with the, the kids, mm-hmm. if if the kids are left to their own devices, they're We're still kids. They that. exactly they're People are going to get the wiser and be like, wait a second. Wait a second. It's going to be the children of the going on town, here. but just them. Just those three. <laughs> well, is this like is are we to assume this is their first round of killings they've ever done? I think that's kind of what it's what it seems blind. like that it's one of the, if we're if we're going off the whole horoscope or right. solar eclipse and everything like that. There's something that's occurring because it's their their tenth birthday. That mm-hmm. that something is their Mercury's in retrograde or some shit, yeah. and then maybe their killing homicidal tendencies will leave in about a year. Maybe they'll be like. Mm. And then, and then, or yeah, maybe it's just well, they're ten. When they hit eleven, they change, and once they hit, maybe it's like the, the anniversaries and everything. And every oh, ten every years, 10 years? Oh, no. is, is when it hits. Is that's when it comes back around on their twentieth birthday? Uh oh. Well, gonna we have to watch were, out. We were talking. We we could you could probably still do like a legacy sequel. Yeah, with oh, a flick yeah. like this. Where the kids of the kids. Yeah, the kids. Oh, no. No, De- hey. Just De- Debbie's. Just, they're, they're in their 40s. They're just. In, <laughs> no, they're being in their 50s. They're just going around killing people. No, it would be it would be either Debbie's daughter or granddaughter is is exhibiting all the symptoms. Signs. Of, yeah. yeah. She, she's missing something as well. Because if she was 10 and it's 40 years, she would be 50. There's a chance that she could have a daughter. So we'll what? say that maybe maybe when she was twenty five, she she had a kid. So that would be twenty five years. That would no, work. no, I mean that'd be a little twenty. She had a kid. Let's say I, I'm trying to do the math here. Oh no, no math on this show. Twenty. She she has a kid. We'll say then her kid has a kid when she's twenty. And then she's ten. And then be ten. There you go. There it is. No. So it would be like reverse Halloween. Where like the granddaughter's <laughs> or the grandmother's trying to kill the granddaughter because she knows that's the only way to stop her. Yeah, that's- but but for for some reason the the grandmother and the mother uh, haven't been in touch for and so they think she's crazy. Yeah, and, and Debbie's and her two friends mm. and they like just go on a spree. 
And you can see they have to know they have to go yeah. visit she's trying to figure what's what's going on because her daughter is being weird and how you find out that it's connected to the original one oh, is they, she goes to visit even though she'd be young and she's she's 50 she's living she's maybe having early onset you know dementia or whatever so she's gone into like in you know, only 50 but already at an old folks home and the ward where she's living in also happens to have Stephen and Curtis. Stephen and Curtis. Because they're going through the same thing. It's some psychological thing that they're regressing after all this. I'd like to see that. I still would also want to watch like 50-year-olds going on a spree. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, you, like nobody would expect like a 50-year-old. I well, mean, I mean, true, going from true crime right what are you? What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm going to more expect the 50-year-olds That's at this true. point. That's true. Especially like, oh, we, well, I don't know. Maybe if they go around, would they go around be killing everybody or like you know I would yeah, that's, so. yeah cuz that's what they're doing to begin yeah. with yeah. I mean it's I probably going to be easier to really catch discriminate them, it was yeah, whatever was around I guess it would lose its luster it can't be really a good killer kids movie they're not kids anymore Well no exactly. but I mean, that's you're going killers. from killer kids to killer I'm not going to say uh, Grand, not grandparents cuz yeah. Well no no that's I what mean, you do wait another 10 years until until they'd be in their 60s Yeah you know and that that's when you start to to get into your AARP membership is wait, like to yeah. sign. Wait that. twenty years when they're seventy, and that's it. You really want Ooh. the geriatrics going to school because they're the ones you're not expecting. If you're in the fifties, you're going to expect that more. Ten year olds, you're not expecting. That's yeah. Twenty year olds, yes. Thirty, yes. Forty, yes. Fifty, yes. Kids and, and old people. The pension yeah. exactly. Both ways. Exactly. So you yeah. got the seventies. There you go. That's Who not would, bad. Yeah. That's not bad. I like that. I would see a fight between killer kids and killer old people. <laughs> Write so, it down, make so, it so somewhere, somewhere uh, Full Moon Productions is going, we felt something in the force. <laughs> We're doing it. We're now but, creating. But now how, you, how can we spin this off from the geriatrics and old kids to also have them at some point fight demonic toys, thank you. doll man, yep. and the puppet master yep. set? Oh, and we have, to, we have to have Je- Ginger Dead Man in there. That's it. We've got seven films right near. And then who who sudden, has the rights to, to Bloody and, Birthday? And then all of a sudden, like Count uh, Ragu. No, what's his name? Ragu. Uh, yeah, Count Red who comes out and makes them all vampires. Oh, wow. Wow, you're right. You're right. God, this is going to happen, actually. <laughs> Bloody Birthday 6, Subspecies 17. <laughs> well, you actually kind of came up with a systematic rule here, because when we were talking about kind of the, the hierarchy of the group and kind of the, the roles they fit, yeah. we had a flashback to the Shutter shout-out we did where Genius actually came up with a system, and much oh, like no. the Dennis system, it's and it's the, always sunny. The Curtis, <laughs> it's it the, Curtis. the Curtis system. It was C-U-R-T. It, yeah, it was cut, undermine, retaliate, terrorize, institutionalize, and shoot. Because that was pretty much Curtis's M.O. That's not bad. That's not so bad. It, it, it actually it fits the M.O. of everything that we've seen from him. Oh, my God. Steven I believe it. would be it. stab, terrorize... Uh, eviscerate vehicular because uh, he's the one driving with the ghost sheet with the ghost yeah. sheet and then vehicular ectoplasmic like with the ghost sheet <laughs> <laughs> and then nasty that works <laughs> nasty is nasty is okay nasty but is I like okay. the fact that they threw water on his ass locked him in they got comeuppance they did locking him in the, the, the in the trunk here's the thing their comeuppance was almost the Batman comeuppance. It was like <laughs> it was. It wasn't the one I wanted, but it was kind of the one I needed. You know what I'm saying? It so, ended nicely. Little Timmy gets a nice few uh, stomach shots in yeah. on Curtis. But but even before they bite in, if somebody's gonna lock me in a trunk and they don't expect oh. retaliation the next day, good on fucking Timmy. The first thing in school when he saw Curtis Curtis around and gave him that little weasel ass smile of his. 
Timmy beat his ass and continued to beat his ass. Hey, the the nicest thing nicest thing about Timmy is that he goes on and then just a couple of years later is part of a gang himself. So, but but a, a much nicer gang, of course, because he's uh, Greg and ET. Really? So he's part of he's part of the squad. Oh my god, that the haircut should yep. have been the giveaway <laughs> there. I mean, that is an Amblin cut through and through. My god. That's why he doesn't that's, like bullies. That's why that's he's what, hanging out with Ellie and the gang. He finally found some kids that were yeah. cool after they moved. So, and then he's also in a. Unfortunately, goes on to be in a uh, what's it called um, White White Water Summer. Really? Is that yeah. the one with Kevin Bacon and yep. Meryl Streep? That's that's not bad. Well, I guess I haven't seen it since. Uh, oh God, I saw that in the theater. Mm. <laughs> I was in a big Bacon run at the time. It's so. Looking at your guys' notes, any yep. other thing that we have not covered that you want to talk about with Bloody Birthday or Killer Kids in general? Curtis is a shit shot. <laughs> a shit shot. Well, I mean, dude, that look at the gun. He's holding it with one hand. Yeah, that's true. Although up close, he's pretty proficient. Well, you don't, but they're After big bullets. Him. That's true. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. There must have been some strong-ass bullets to go through walls. Well, the fact that they have the uh, the shatterproof glass in the windows. Yeah, shatterproof glass in the windows, but fucking not bulletproof walls. <laughs> Shit went through like paper. It. What can you do? It's kids. It's it, kids. It, it was the 80s. Kids. And the 80s, 80s, yeah. It's probably all asbestos but filled. Yeah. <laughs> did you notice the I can't say no clown? Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you notice the Ted Nugent poster? What's up with Ted Nugent? Like between and that I, and well, Blood Rage, besides in general, yeah. But yeah. like recently, we've been seeing a we've been seeing a lot of like uh, Ted Nugent that just in the back Blood, Blood Rage, Rage. yeah. Random Nugent. I, I think guess. it's a, again. It's a, it was the, the times, 80s. you know. Mm-hmm. It was the style of the times. Yeah, we were all wang daining, sweet poontaining around the eighties around that time. God damn it, Ted Nugent. Yeah. The damn Michigan militia. Although, oops, I, I might cut that one out. I don't want members <laughs> of the Michigan militia coming after us at Nightmare Junkhead. <laughs> Uh, other thoughts there, genius? Uh, you know what? Good on those. I'm not saying good on the, the kids for killing people, but at least <laughs> Wait, they're. Yeah, okay, <laughs> go, uh, continue. I'm curious where this is going to go. Yeah. At least they're creative and entrepreneurial and also opportunistic. You know what I'm saying? They 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 had a problem. They figured uh-huh. out a way to solve the problem and then went through it and took care of it. If somebody was standing in the way, they all banded together because as soon as Debbie called up, hey, bring Steven and need your help. Everybody was down for each other. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, they like really worked well as a team. Yeah. Say what you will about their their uh, what they do, but their methods were well executed for what they did. They figured out how to uh, get a person in a, in a, a locked <laughs> a locked refrigerator. <laughs> they figured out how to take blame away from themselves numerous, numerous times. I mean, they they were down for the get, and, to go. And as we mentioned in the the sequel that'll probably never get made, all three of them do survive to the end. Yeah, yeah. Two technically I mean, incarcerated. But yeah, exactly. Little Debbie out killing again. Beth, little Beth, see, mean, little, little Beth, 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 Simpson. Yeah, Beth, Beth Simpson. Beth Simpson. <laughs> little Beth. Little Beth Simpson from Macon, Georgia. God, that's poor. <laughs> <laughs> going around killing people while she's just the prettiest Georgia Peach. As, as they always say, a mother's love. Yes. Must be. That's because. Mm. Once, once, once you figure that out, you're like, well, we need to get out of town. And this is probably never going to stop. Nope. Nope. And she will continue to move along. As you have with the. I, I think that was the most. 
shocking part of the sure. movie was uh, the the final shot that the the mom's only been away for a couple minutes and, and then she's, she's just, just over there just crushing people committing with drugs. Hate crimes and shit right i'll be a good girl from now on bullshit oh, this Lord. was the last murder mommy i promise <laughs> so yeah i'm all in with bloody birthday um i'm glad to kind of have that kick off everything yeah. and again being able to have you come on with the film again celebrating his 40th year kind of consider this a unofficial horrorversary episode and speaking of horrorversary uh, where can our listeners find you and that out on the social media uh you can find the show at horrorversary on twitter it's it's just like it sounds uh we had an episode that was on october we had an episode that is just about to drop um that was a, a fun time on uh session nine Ooh. <laughs> that i was hey. talking with a yeah Fuck you in which we we talked to uh, Nolan McBride and oh. Emily Von Sela from uh, Dead Ringers from podcast. Dead Ringers. Oh, yeah. nice! So Love we got to talk to them. Um, have somebody that you guys both know, maybe on very soon, and by that you know, of course, we're we're talking about you guys are going to be on the show here soon, <laughs> and then there'll be another uh, possibly special episode at the the end of the year because I've been doing. Um, what's called uh, having scheduled conflicts, but been doing dastardly duos where we bring on two uh, podcast hosts from the same podcast mm -hmm. because it's easy for, you know, people to choose one movie, but to have to go through a list and say, yes, this movie from this period is a movie that we both really like and respect is sometimes sure. difficult with the sure. nature of, of podcasts and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So um, at the, I think I'm going to have like a, a special holiday, even though it's not related to a holiday episode to close out the year and stuff like that. So as long as the very special episode doesn't include a refrigerator, no, right? quick well, sand, yeah, that's... trying to trying to think, people in cars, <laughs> I, I, I believe that that if I if I am able to get uh, the person scheduled correctly, that there might be Phyllis Diller in the movie. So oh no. <laughs> I don't have a good. Okay, go, okay. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm shocked now, you don't. Now, now, if Carol Channing was in there, then maybe. But like, no, I don't have a good Phyllis Diller. Well, regardless, man, um, we're looking forward to obviously our episode and everyone else is involved, especially yeah, session nine. Having yeah. just you know recently discovered that, but as always, man, it's just good to have you here as as always. You I'm know, glad that's, to be here. Dijur yeah. means friendship, like I said. Dijur means Even friendship. Even if people stab you in the Mac. Well, during that position, your back is your <laughs> front, your front is your everywhere. Back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we will be continuing our journey into Tiny Terrors next week. And the film we're going to be looking at, well, <laughs> not going to give it away because, you know, it's 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 a good one, though, right? Mm, yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Yeah.